When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, I'm Meg Teets and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can also find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 134 of the show, and on behalf of the Sword of Awesome team, I want to say thank you so much to everyone who participated in our Sword of Awesome Love campaign. It was so much fun to see all of your very awesome words about the show on social media. And you know, every week we do remind you of how much we love and appreciate our listener supporters who have joined our supporter community through Patreon. But just as a reminder, the number one way that you can support our work on Sorta Awesome and our mission to make 2018 the year of the awesome is to tell a friend. It costs you zero dollars and zero cents to share your love for Sorta Awesome on social media or when you're talking about podcasts with your friends. And even though that's free to you, it's truly priceless to us. So thank you again, Awesomes. You made February so fantastic for this show. Okay, so yes, this is episode 134 of the show, and we've been noticing for a while now that one topic that comes up over and over and over again in our Hangout community is friendship. Friendship for grownups can be so hard, and we know those challenges so well. Today, we're finishing off our February focus on communication and relationships with me sharing with you every single secret I've learned about friendship in the past 40 years. So whether you're swimming in a sea of friends or just hoping to find one person to have coffee with, I know these thoughts on friendship are really going to resonate with you. But before we get to that, I have here with me right now someone I am so excited to welcome back to Sorta Awesome, Oshida Moore. Oshida is an author and speaker and preacher and a Sorta Awesome regular at this point. She (laughs) is the author of Shalom Sistas, Living Wholeheartedly in a Brokenhearted World, which P.S. Oshida, I don't know if you ever read reviews, but did you know that your book has like a solid five-star rating on Amazon. Oh my gosh. You I, tried that? To, 
<laughs> I try not to because I get so like I know oh, it's, <laughs> it's very difficult to read those when you're the author I totally get that I mean there's like a sprinkling of some four stars but like everybody resoundingly loves this book it has a 4.58 rating on Goodreads and you know those Goodreads reviewers they are serious they are they don't play they do I not mean, play yeah they love their reading life <laughs> they do and so you guys Oshida has talked about her book on Sort of Awesome before, but it is amazing. Just putting that plug in there for the book again. She's also the creator and the host of the Shalom Sisters podcast, and she's been here on Sort of Awesome back in episode 48, an episode titled An Amazing and Ancient Approach to Wholehearted Living. And then she came back last year to Extra Awesome to talk about Shalom Sisters. So Oshida, I want to get to our Awesomes of the Week here in just a minute, but you were here just last fall talking about your book. and. Yeah. Life has changed quite a bit. It totally has. (laughs) It's changed so much that like my overall awesome right now is that I'm sitting in my cozy bedroom looking at snow outside my window Yeah, because I no longer live in LA. I live in St. Paul, Minnesota. That's right. And so yeah, that's like the biggest change. My husband accepted a lead pastor job at a church here in St. Paul and we moved and it's been awesome. (laughs) <laughs> not sort of awesome, totally awesome. Yeah. And yeah, and I released a book in the fall. The podcast kind of took a little bit of a break. I'm trying to figure out some things for, you know, the next season to make it really great content for the sisters because I'm passionate about it being a good resource for peacemakers. So that's going to be, I mean, I have a few episodes out now, but I'm hoping to pick more up in the next couple of weeks. And yeah, I feel like my kids are doing okay. I mean, I have a teenager, so life is always hit or miss with the teenager. <laughs> totally. That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, so. But yeah, I'm really, really loving living here in St. Paul. I, we feel like this is a city that fits our personality best of, of all the cities we've lived in. So. Oh, I love to hear that. That's so great. Yeah, That's so great. I can only imagine going from, you know, shorts and sandals most of the time in Los Angeles. And now I'm sure it's quite a little change with your, you know, snow, it, snow it, boots it, and oh scarves. <laughs> it's so funny, too, because my kids are a little bit naive about the weather when we first got up here and they were not prepared for how cold it gets right and so now my kids take their coats and their layers seriously because it can get as low as two degrees one week it was below zero nearly every day and my kids still went to school and they thought that I was a tyrant for making them do so (laughs) but when in St. Paul you go to school and it's below zero well yes and Kelly of course has talked about that a long time Twin Cities resident Kelly has mentioned several times like that's not an option of course you still have to go to school whereas down here we literally would cancel school if it was that cold so Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, thank you for that update. I would love for people to get a little reminder of where they can follow just your adventures and how all of your ministry and your work is unfolding. Just remind us where we can find you online because you always, Oshida, you always have a perfect word for whatever is happening in our world, whether it's great or terrible, you always bring truth and that wholehearted peacemaking perspective. So if you don't already follow Ushida, you need to. So remind us, like, where are you in all the places? Okay, so I am best on Instagram. I find that I really, really love Instagram, even though I'm not a great photographer. 
But so my Instagram is my name, Oshita, O-S-H-E-T-A, and then the letter M. Okay. So I'm usually on Instagram and I'm just now starting to hang out more on Twitter. Okay. So okay. I'm starting to get excited about that. And my Twitter handle, see, I have to look it up right now, Meg. <laughs> like, I? <laughs> I think it's just my name, at Oshita. Yeah, yep. there it is. That is the benefit of having an odd name. You can get your name just about anywhere. But yeah, totally Twitter and Instagram are best. And then, of course, the podcast. So you can download the podcast, Shalom Sisters, with whatever podcast app is your favorite. Love that. Okay, thank you for that update. Let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. It's that moment in the show when we talk about the books, the movies, the TVs, the podcast, or just whatever it is that's making our lives a little bit more awesome this week. So Oshita, you always bring the best stuff. I can't wait to hear what you have for us this week. Okay. I'm just bursting. <laughs> so much excitement to share this awesome because it has truly been the awesome of my month. Okay. Because, as you know, February is Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And at the end of January, I was trying to figure out how do I, for me, Black History Month always felt like something for my kids. So I like make sure I read the right books or we talk about famous civil rights leaders or, and so it just felt like for my kids to get an understanding of Black history because that's important for them. But then I thought, you know, I actually want to be more intentional about myself. And I was reading about sort of just the history of Black History Month, and it was really a month to celebrate the history of African-Americans, also like innovation and creativity of African-Americans. And that had me thinking that I really wanted to do something different this Black History Month because I traditionally do a lot of shopping in February. My anniversary is in February. There's uh-huh. Galentine's Day. And so I traditionally do a lot of shopping with my disposable income. So I decided to only buy from Black-owned businesses Love in that. February with my disposable income. That is <laughs> so, as so much as- good. I love that. It's so action-taking and really applies it to just your everyday life, like you said. Yeah. I mean, as much as my husband would this month, I mean, I would have gone all out. So I feel like this is the awesome that all the awesomes can get behind because it involves spending money. <laughs> so I- <laughs> you are not wrong about that, my friend. <laughs> Instagram, a challenge for myself. These were the things that I would be looking out for. And if I could buy them, I would. So I wanted to buy a candle, a piece of art for my bedroom since we just moved in this house, a subscription service, a self-published book, a beauty product, a piece of apparel, a gift for my husband, a bag of coffee, an e-course, a Galentine gift, and a kids product. Those were the things that I wanted to find out. Who are Where are Black-owned businesses online? Who are selling those things? And if I need them and can buy them, then I would. And I ended up finding four things. So I'm giving you four awesomes for Do the it. price of one. Bring it. Yes. So the coffee, I ended up finding a locally owned coffee shop that's Black-owned. It has this amazing, cool jazz theme. So any Awesomes in the Twin Cities is called Golden Time. Okay. So I bought my bag of coffee there. And then I always, like, if I have to get a coffee out, I mean, who has to get a coffee out, <laughs> right? But if I feel so inclined because it's two degrees outside and I want to treat myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's Golden Time if you live in the Twin Cities. And they also have a website if you want to, if you can want to buy just from them, you can buy coffee from them there. Perfect. The candle is... I wish I knew about this company when I was in LA, but it's called Posh Candle Company. And they have the best Instagram feed because they have sassy things once a week, which I'm all about that sass. Mm -hmm. It's natural soy candles. They're about $18 a candle. And my favorite scent right now is the Carpe Diem and Coffee. 
oh. with a coffee caramel yeah. candle. I but they am in love one. with the idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's my favorite, but they also have one that's called Dear Book Hoarder. So <laughs> for the awesome that are like the readers, what's the name of the subgroup? Sort of awesome readers? Well, what's we have Sort of Book Nerds, which is the reading yeah. group. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that smells exactly like an old library. Oh my it's gosh, amazing. So yes. So and funny. then... There's a subscription service that I use called Create Her Stock, and it's started by a photographer named Neosha Gardner, and it's all stock photo of women of color in mm. different settings and children and even like, you know, lifestyle pictures. So it's not just of people, but of food and candles and things like that. So, but it's owned by a black woman. So that's the subscription service I chose. And then here's my ultimate of all the awesomes of this shopping month. Okay. It's an illustrator named Vashti Harrison. And so if you think of Vashti's art, think of like Disney princesses meet black girl magic. Oh my so gosh. It's, <laughs> it's that like Disney aesthetic, but it's all black women. Yeah. And it makes sense because part of her story is when she was in school in LA, she would sneak into Disney and DreamWorks to mm. like their classes and learn how they like learn how they illustrate. And so she has a store on Society Six where she gets thirty percent of all the purchases there. And so I am already buying a coffee mug and art prints. But if you just want like an entry into Vashti's art, she has this book called Little Leaders, Bold Women in Black History. So if you want to stick to the whole Black History Month and you wanna, you know, join me in the challenge. You can buy the book, Little Leaders, Bold Women in Black History, and it's that same kind of Disney Black Girl Magic aesthetic, but it covers 40 different 12 blazing Black women in American history, and it's like the perfect little book for your little girl. So I'm excited about that one. So yeah, that's my awesome. I have found so much joy buying from Black-owned this month, and it's really helped me rethink the way I want to shop for the rest of the year. I love that, Oshita, and I think that's so perfect. That is so in line with your approach to life. We're talking about and thinking about a lot on the podcast this year, like how do we embody the idea of being an awesome? Like it's one thing to say, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm an awesome. And that's so great. But like, how do you live it out? And when I think of people who genuinely live out the principles that they believe in, you are at the top of the list. You are all about embodying these things. And I love that approach to Black History Month. It's books are great and we need diverse books. And I'm all in for the books component. But I think sometimes we almost like limit ourselves and we don't go beyond the books and reading that we're bringing into our home. And there's so many other ways to celebrate Black History Month. So I love it. I know. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was always overwhelming because I thought, oh, do I have to like start studying like Kwanzaa or like all these tribal things that I don't really mean anything to me that feels weird, like it's appropriation. But no, like I can just spend my money right now I'm black people who are doing amazing things and that can be in line with the month. So yeah. So awesome. So what's your awesome of the week? Well, I have brought something that I talk about a lot in the show. I love speaking of shopping. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to make the awesome flights. I mean, seriously, you know, sometimes I get a little bit itchy about that because it's like, I don't want this to be all about, you know, consumerism or whatever. But yeah, I love to shop Amazon. You guys know that we talk about Amazon finds on here very frequently. Well, this week, none of you all are going to be surprised that my awesome of the week is two perfect dresses for your spring and summer wardrobe that I have found on Amazon. Now, 
to set the mood for where we are right now, you're freezing up in the Twin Cities. It's actually cold and sleeting and gray here in Oklahoma City right now, too. So I know most of us are not in the spring and summer shopping mindset yet, but I just found these on Amazon this week. And, you know, I love to shop there because free shipping, free returns on most of their clothing. And so even though we're weeks and for some of us months away from springtime, I wanted to give you the heads up on these because you know, it's not unusual when we mention something as an awesome of the week here on the show for something to sell out. And maybe that'll happen yeah. with some of Vashti's artwork and all the stuff that you've yes. already mentioned too. <laughs> but I wanted to tell you all so you could go ahead and start maybe thinking about putting these in your cart now. So I know that talking about dresses can be a little bit hard to describe in the audio medium that podcasting is, but I'm going to give it my best. So I found two different dresses. They're sold by separate companies on Amazon. They are both t-shirt style maxi dresses. Yes. So they're totally. I, they're, I'm already in love. <laughs> yes. Yes. They are short sleeve t shirt up top, which I like a little sleeve, Oshita. I'm not one to rock the like spaghetti straps in the summer. I like a little sleeve. So totally looks like t shirt up top, but then it's maxi dress length. Most important thing pockets. Both. I was about to. Yeah. Ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to like, I'm there for the t shirt. I'm there for yep. the maxi, but I need to yep. fix my phone. Okay, yep. They both have nice, deep pockets, you guys. Dresses with oh. pockets. So fun. So I've ordered lots and lots of dresses from Amazon through the years. Now, some of them have been great. Unfortunately, a lot of them were not made well. And also, you never know, obviously, when you're shopping online, what the material is going to be like when you actually get it. And sometimes the material is very, very thin and sheer. So the second most important thing about these dresses, besides the fact that they have pockets, is that the material is actually nice and thick and not sheer. You probably will not even need a slip with them. Now, that's debatable for me because I am a big fan of the slip. This goes back to my college days when one of my best friends and sorority sisters was frequently reminding us of her grandmother's advice that, yes, you need to wear a slip because no one wants to see your butt crack. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll tear you from yeah. just going slipless. I literally think of that almost every time I put a slip on. But the material in these dresses is so thick that you really probably wouldn't have to wear a slip. So the fit is perfect on these. If you are like me and you're well endowed up top, they do have a nice amount of give to them. Also, both of them have a slight empire waist, not to the point of being like a baby doll style dress, but just enough to have a little bit of an empire waist going on. So they are super forgiving if you're sensitive about your middle, which I am. And also, if you just want something that's just super, you know, not going to cling to you as you're out and about having fun this spring and summer. So one dress is from Dear Lovers brand. And it comes in solid colors. I think there's like five or six solid colors. The other is from a company, I think I'm probably going to butcher the name on this, but I think it's called Hoda Pay. And this is my favorite part about that dress. It's striped, but it has horizontal stripes up top and then vertical stripes on the skirt. And it's uh, so cute. You really have that. to see it. <laughs> you really have to see it to get an idea of how this works. And it's not a big mess because I know that sounds like a mess. But, oh, no, I'm looking at it. It's not a mask. Oh, it's good. <laughs> you are on it. Yes. I am. I'm like, do they have it in yellow? Can I buy it right now? <laughs> so, yeah. So in both of them, I did get larges. Now, I wear like a 14, 16 normally. I got larges in both of these, which sometimes I don't know if I'm going to need a large or extra large, but I went ahead and got larges. Both fit perfectly for my height and frame in the large. 
In the Dear Lovers one, I got solid black. I love black. I wear it a lot, which is why my white puppy dog gives me such fits with her <laughs> constant shedding because I always wear black. But in the Hodapay ones, I got two. I got the black and white striped one, and then I got the pink and white striped Oshida. I think I'm going to wear that for my Easter dress, to tell yeah, you the truth. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a perfect color pink, actually. Yeah. I mean, it looks like did your church do the whole thing where moms wear on Mother's Day? Does your church do oh, that? Oh, no, but that is a cute idea. I like that. Yeah, I always think when I look for a pink dress, I'm like, oh, that's my Mother's Day dress. But mm. that's a super cute pink for the spring. Now, I, yeah, I will tell you on the Huda Pay dress, it is very long. If you are a tall, oh. like I'm five, six, five, seven, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. If you are tall and you're like, I can never find maxi dresses because they all, you know, hit me weird. They don't go quite full length for me. You will definitely want to check these out. I think I'm going to probably end up taking this in to be altered at a local tailor down the street because I am not a heels wearer. I think they look beautiful on other women, but I cannot function. <laughs> I like literally cannot yeah. walk across the room in them. But that's what I love about these dresses because you could totally throw either of them on or just like a day at the park with your kids, or you could put on some dressy sandals, your favorite big hoop earrings and some bracelets, and you could wear it out to dinner with your friends or with your uh, for a date night. So yeah, they're so fun. So I was just about to ask you about that because my problem is because I'm short, I'm five three, so I'm right. curvy, but short. Mm-hmm. So the dresses that fit my body style are almost always way long. So you think that they'll hold up with an alteration? I do. I do. I really do. And I was really looking at the hem like, is this even worth it to take it in? But I do think that I'll get a little bit of length taken off on those. And then the other thing about the material that's so nice, both of these just, they're cut so well and the material is just heavy enough that they really do hang well on. So I'm super excited about them. And I just wanted to tell you all, as you're thinking about some of you all like to do the capsule wardrobes. So if you're already thinking, what am I going to wear this spring and summer? This would be a great basic that again, can dress up or just be daily wear. So, so great. Right. Well, the black and white stripe Hodapay dress mm-hmm. is so adorable. What color do you have in the Hodapay dress? So I got black and white and the pink and white on those. The pink one. Yeah. 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 Like that black and white, you can mix and match that with any yeah. accessory. Oh my gosh. Totally. That's a great awesome. Totally. <laughs> so I hope you all enjoy that. And again, you may want to sneak over to Amazon. Of course, we will put links to these dresses and then the companies that Oshida mentioned. All of that will be in the show notes for this episode so that you all can go check them out for yourselves. So Oshida, thank you so much for sharing this. Awesome. I love just getting to catch up a little bit. And I always love to hear what's awesome in your life right now. Well, thanks for having me. This was fun. And I'm going to go jump over to Amazon, but for the awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to mention the price point. All of those dresses are under $30. So again, if you are just wanting a little something to freshen up your wardrobe, then it's not too much of an investment. So If you are not already part of our Sort of Awesome community on Facebook, our Sort of Awesome Hangout group, we would love to have you join us over there every Friday. We open up the floor to hear from you all about what is awesome in your life right now. So if you haven't joined us, you can do that at facebook.com slash groups slash Sort of Awesome Hangout. Oshida, thank you again so much for taking the time to join us for this. Of course, Meg. Thanks for having me. Hey, Awesomes, you know how much we love a good binge watch around here. And if you haven't tuned into The Good Fight on CBS All Access, you are missing out. 
get yourself caught up and binge the critically acclaimed first season of the series before season two premieres on March 4th. That's right, the second season of The Good Fight drops on March 4th, and it is taking this show to a whole new level. There's more drama, more scandal, and most importantly, more Christine Baranski. If you haven't seen season one of The Good Fight, you need to get CBS All Access now and catch up on this very binge-worthy show that is only available on CBS All Access. Hurry to cbs.com slash awesome for your free trial of CBS All Access and get caught up now ahead of the season premiere on March 4th. That's cbs.com slash awesome for your free trial of CBS All Access. Thank you to CBS. Hey, awesomes, you know how much we love to talk about our favorite books around here. And from time to time, I mention my favorite audiobooks that I always listen to on Audible. We've had an Audible membership for years, and we have used those Audible credits to listen to the entire Harry Potter series, which is amazing. And I love that if you don't use your credit one month, it rolls over to the next month. And if you don't like the audiobook you got, you can exchange it with no questions asked. Now, one of the most life-changing books that I encountered last year is one that I actually listened to on Audible, and it is Essentialism by Greg McCowan. This is the book that taught me everything that I've ever wanted to know about how to streamline my life by focusing only on what is most essential and most important. I cannot recommend it enough. It genuinely, truly has changed my life. Audible is offering our awesome listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash sorta awesome. You can download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash sorta awesome or text sorta awesome, all one word, S-O-R-T-A-A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 500-500 to get started today. That's audible.com slash sorta awesome or text sorta awesome to 500-500 to get started today. Thank you, Audible. Okay, Awesomes, here we are, the very last Friday of February. This whole month, we've been focusing in on how understanding ourselves helps us better understand and know how to communicate with others. Just as a reminder, we are focusing on the second part of the awesome manifesto that says we believe that everyone has an inner sparkle and that uncovering it within ourselves helps us become the kind of people that help others shine. So we're applying that to our lives by examining how we can know ourselves better, speak to ourselves in more healthy ways, and how all of that in turn helps us as we communicate with the people around us. For most of us awesomes, our friendships are one of the biggest sources of connection in relationship. Having healthy friendships with open, honest, authentic conversation can be so life-giving. And the flip side of that is that struggling with the challenges of friendship can lead to a deep sense of loneliness. So here's a little confession. Yes, I'm going to be sharing 10 secrets with you today. And yes, they all have to do with how we communicate in friendship. But the truth is, there is one universal secret that you can apply to any friendship, to any relationship, actually. And that universal secret is this. Everyone wants to be seen, heard, and known. Seriously, everything I've ever known or experienced about being a human comes down to that truth. Everyone, 
every person you meet or connect with. Everyone wants to be seen, heard, and known. Now, I realize that's a really big and broad truth. And even if you are sitting there nodding your head in agreement, it's a little tricky to know how to take action on that truth. And that's what I'm revealing to you today. 10 statements that you can incorporate into your communication vocabulary, into your friendship vocabulary, to help you start and build and strengthen friendships in your life. Now, don't worry a bit about jotting anything down. I'm putting the full list of these 10 secret statements in the show notes for this episode. And you'll notice as I share these that most every secret I'm revealing today is a powerful truth in communication that I learned from someone else. This is how we co-human together, right? We do not hoard the awesome. We learn alongside each other and with open hands. We share the best of what is shared with us. So here we go. These first three secrets are all about starting and building new friendships. Now, do y'all remember episode 14 of Sorta Awesome? It's titled All About Friendship, and in it, Laura and I discuss the ins and outs of grown-up friendships. Here is a great reminder from Laura in episode 14. That's the thing that people get tripped up about. I mean, the two things are you have to go uh, or you have to seek it out yourself. There's groups, even in the smallest of towns, there's going to be some kind of exercise group or, you know community group or, you know, there's, there are groups in every single community, no matter where you live, seek out a group and then go to it with regularity. I think if it's something you're interested in, you can't just go one time and be like, eh, not for me. And if you, um, if there isn't a group that you're interested in, or you have something specific in mind or people specific in mind, then even as an introvert, you have to be, you just have to start it yourself. Yes. Like you just have to say, I'm going to put together this group, this book club, this wine night, this whatever, and it's going to be the first Friday of every month and start it yourself. Don't get all wrapped up in who's going to come and who isn't. Yes. You either have to seek out and go to a group or you have to start it yourself. Friendship is not going to come to you as an adult. Oh my gosh. I agree with Laura so much. You have to make it happen. So these first three phrases can guide us to knowing how to make friendship happen. Are you ready? Secret of friendship number one is the phrase, a few of us are getting together. This phrase came into my friendship vocabulary thanks to one of our awesomes, awesome Alyssa, who has shared this phrase several times in the Hangout group. And in fact, I've shared it on the show before. The secret to this statement from Alyssa is that when she started using it as a way to meet new friends, the few of us part, it was actually just her and her small children. Here's what Alyssa says about this phrase, a few of us are getting together. She wrote, I think people always like to feel like they're part of a group. So saying, we are going for coffee after library story time. Would you like to join us? Or we are starting a walking group on Saturday mornings. It's far more effective than saying, let's get coffee sometime. Actually, that word sometime is a good way to never start a friendship. Invite people to do the things that work for you. If it doesn't work for them, that's okay. You're looking for friends that you can spend time with on your schedule. A few of us are starting a mom's group on Friday mornings. Led me to a group of gals with new babies who didn't have to work on Fridays. Awesomes, I love that from Alyssa. And once again, I'm so thankful to her for sharing that truth. A few of us are getting together 
makes for a comfortable invitation for extroverts who are almost always on the lookout for making new connections. And it also works for introverts who might be relieved to know that the burden of small talk and chit chat is not going to be all on them. So secret to starting a new friendship number one, use the plural to put out the friendship vibe and never, ever rely on getting together sometime. Secret of friendship number two is the phrase, tell me more about that. I picked up this secret from Alex Bloomberg. He's the CEO of Gimlet Media, and he's a longtime podcaster. When he's interviewing a person for a story, he will often use the phrase, say more about that, to get the person he's interviewing to open up about a pivotal moment in the story. Tell me more about that or say more about that. It connects right to that universal secret that everyone wants to be seen and heard and known. Now, I love using this phrase to bypass the awkwardness of boring small talk when I'm getting to know someone. Be an active listener in small talk and look for places you can ask follow-up questions. Maybe something like this. Oh, you said you grew up in Rhode Island? Tell me more about how you found your way to Texas. Or something like, oh, so your son started kindergarten this year. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous for when my daughter starts school in a few years. Tell me everything I need to know about getting ready to be a kindergarten mom. And asking someone, tell me more about that. You are creating a space for connection. Everyone wants to be known, but offering pieces of who we are can be tricky. You may not want to use my go-to favorite phrase to get to know someone, which is to sit down next to him and say, tell me your whole life story, start at the beginning, and don't leave anything out. I'm not kidding that I say that to people I've just met all the time, but really, you don't have to start there. Start with, tell me more about that, and see where the conversation leads you. Secret of friendship number three is the phrase, you're doing it. People want to be seen, and most of us wouldn't mind having a cheerleader in their corner. This phrase came into my life not from a friend, but from a couple of complete strangers at the Oklahoma City Zoo. This was when the twins were still babies. They were probably about four months old. I had taken all four of my kids to the zoo, and I had the twins side by side in their double stroller and in their little matching outfits. We had had a fun but exhausting day together, and we were on the pathway to the exit when I passed a pair of moms who both had older twins with them. They both started clapping, honestly, really, truly clapping, you guys, as we passed them. And they said, good job, mama, you're doing it, you're doing it. You guys, I could barely keep it together. I wanted to start crying right then and there. They could not have known at the time that I was in the depths of postpartum depression, and I was wondering every single day if I was doing anything right. That encouragement from two strangers on the path ahead of me is something that I clung to for the weeks ahead. This is such a great phrase to build trust and camaraderie amongst friends, both new friends and your old friends too. Take note of the big days, the job interviews, the first days of school, and some of the small days too, like getting back into the swing of life after having the flu or conquering a miles-long to-do list. In the marathon of daily life, how awesome does it feel to have someone see that you're doing it one foot in front of the other all the way to the finish line? A quick text or, gosh, even a card in the mail from someone who sees you and shouts, look at you, you're doing it, can be a life-giving word spoken into friendships both old and new. 
the next four secrets of friendship I want to reveal to you pivot away from building new friendships and give us some insight into how to navigate the difficult times of life alongside a friend. All of us, every single one of us will face hard stuff and even suffering in life. To have a ride or die friend next to you through the hard times is priceless. But if you are the friend doing the supporting, it can be so difficult to know what to say. We don't want to say the wrong thing, but we want to say something. In fact, back on episode 80, Offering Gentle Comfort in Times of Grief, Rebecca shared the story of a lost pregnancy and how painful it was when people in her life never acknowledged the pain of her loss or even that there was a loss. Right. I think what you said about acknowledging the grief or the loss is so very, very important. And as you said, people don't, they don't know what to say. And so sometimes they choose not to say anything. And I can say from my personal experience that I have people in my life who have never acknowledged the fact that I had a miscarriage last year, who I know, know about it. (laughs) And that that just doesn't feel good. And that that feels icky. And, you know, there's also this I've heard people say, well, but I don't want to upset them. Well, they're already upset. And I see it almost as if for myself, even there were times and still are times where I'm trying to hold it all together and I'm trying to like stuff it in. And then when somebody says to me, hey, Rebecca, like, are you really okay with this? How, how are you doing? Um, how have you been feeling about this? It's almost like a release valve has gone off and I can just uh, let it out. And it validates that I have been maybe struggling with something. Um, so I would say that not saying anything is not the answer and that people do want to hear you say something, even if it's just, I'm so sorry for your loss. such a good reminder that in friendship, it's almost always better to say something awkwardly than to not say anything all in the midst of hard times. The next four secrets of friendship help us to have the vocabulary to speak with sensitivity to difficult moments in friendship. And in this set of secret friendship phrases is one of the most important phrases I've ever learned in the context of friendship. Secret of friendship number four, it wasn't supposed to be this way. Hard times force us to confront the darkness and pain and suffering in life. Most every healthy person has an idea of how life can be, of how it should be when confronted with a marriage ending or a job going away or scary diagnosis or loss in any form. One of the most comforting things we can hear from a friend is that they see the terrible unfairness that life often brings, and that they see how this dark time conflicts with our view on how life should be and on how life could be. I saw my friend Karen, and lots of you in the Hangout group know Karen. She shows up regularly with just the right thing to say. Karen would say this in our friend group anytime any of us experienced a hard time or a loss, and it always stuck with me how comforting it is to hear that acknowledgement that it wasn't supposed to be this way. Secret of friendship number five is the phrase, thank you for trusting this to me. Last month, my friend Jamie Ivey came to Sorta Awesome for our extra awesome series to talk about her book, If Only You Knew. 
And in our conversation, we talked about vulnerability and how scary and risky it can feel to get vulnerable with someone about the dark stuff in our lives. This phrase, thank you for trusting this to me, is one that I learned within a group of friends that met together weekly. It has been over a decade ago, but from those women, I learned the incredible value of authentically sharing our inward struggles together no matter how good or bad or ugly those struggles may be. They are the ones who taught me this phrase. Thank you for trusting this to me. Sometimes when someone shares something delicate or vulnerable with us, it can be hard, especially right in the moment, to know what to say in response. We want to honor their story, and we want them to know that their story is safe with us. Thank you for trusting this to me does both of those things. It acknowledges that the other person has made a choice in trusting this tender thing to us. And it affirms and confirms for them that they can experience the relief in knowing that we can be trusted to handle their story with care. Secret of friendship number six is the phrase, how can I help you face this? This phrase is the newest one in my friendship vocabulary. It came to me from an incredibly talented photographer friend of mine, someone who is innately gifted in really seeing people for who they are. A mutual friend of ours had a long stretch of not awesome ahead of her, and my photographer friend simply asked, how can I help you face this? You guys, I love that phrase. When a friend is going through a not awesome situation, We want them to know that they are still worthy of being seen, of being heard, and of being known. How can I help you face this is a question that says to a friend, you are not alone in this. I am right by your side and we are looking at this thing together. We are facing it together. How can I help you to face this? And it's a question that can be revisited over time. If a friend experiences a loss, you can be there when grief is fresh to ask, how can I help you face this? And as this friend continues through the journey of grief, perhaps you've noted an important milestone coming up, a birthday or an anniversary, some other marker of time. As that day nears, you can say again, I know that next week would have been his birthday. How can I help you face this? Secret of friendship number seven is the phrase, I need a witness. I learned this phrase from writer and speaker Glennon Doyle via my dear friend, Catherine. Years ago, Glennon wrote a blog post about how a friend had shown up for her in the midst of an extremely painful time. Glennon wrote, We don't need our lives to be different or easier. We just need someone to see the pain, to know what we've faced and overcome, to say, yes, I see this. This is real. We don't need a magician to take it all away. We just need a witness. I'm so thankful for Glennon's words here. They speak to something all of us are familiar with, that there are circumstances and situations that no one and nothing on this earth can change. We know there is no wand that can be waved to make it all go away. We just need someone to stand right next to us and bear witness to how difficult a situation is and all that we are doing to get through it and possibly even overcome it. My friend Catherine is the one whose daughter has been diagnosed with a syndrome called PANDAS, Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorders Associated with Streptococcal Infections. 
I shared about this syndrome back in episode 37 of Sorta Awesome. But as a reminder, PANDAS is a syndrome that can bring on a variety of symptoms nearly overnight. And some of these symptoms include extreme anxiety and drastic changes to personality and moods. Finding treatment plans for PANDAS is a matter of lots of trial and error. And on more than a few occasions, Catherine has texted me in the midst of a PANDAS flare-up to say that she just needed a witness to know how brutally difficult it is to see your child suffering. It can be such a helpless, helpless feeling when someone we love is going through something so terrible. But sometimes the most powerful thing that we can do is just show up to be a witness to the realness of the pain and the strength and resilience that is being built in the midst of those dark times. Awesome. These last three secrets to friendship are going to pivot away from what we can communicate with others in our friendship relationships, because as we learned at the beginning of February in episode 131 featuring Mary Shores, the way we talk to ourselves is so important too. And sometimes, Awesomes, we need to talk to our own selves about our own friendships. And these last three secrets do just that. Secret of friendship number eight is the phrase, I'm choosing to assume positive intent here. Oh, positive intent. What a difference it can make in any dynamic. The idea of assuming positive intent goes back centuries and seems to find its roots in the writings of St. Ignatius of Loyola, a Spanish priest and theologian from the 16th century, who said in his work, Spiritual Exercises, to assume better cooperation between the one who is giving the exercises and the exorcitant and more beneficial results for both, it is necessary to suppose that every good Christian is more ready to put a good interpretation on another statement than to condemn it as false. To put St. Ignatius's words in modern-day verbiage, it's better for both parties to assume positive intent. The idea of assuming positive intent draws from the idea that everyone is doing the best they can in any given situation, even and especially when their words or actions impact us negatively. Listen, it is so very easy and so very human to receive comments made and actions taken with a heavy dose of suspicion. To assume positive intent creates a place within yourself to move to a place of curiosity. If your friend Amy responds to a text that feels short or curt, assuming positive intent might look like this wow, that response really hurt my feelings. And that is a bummer. Amy is such a good friend and she hardly ever acts that way in person. I wonder what's going on behind the scenes that would make her respond that way. Now, right now, some of you might be listening and wondering if assuming positive intent is an invitation to be a doormat or to be consistently run over by someone's bad behavior. Absolutely not people will often reveal who they really are over time. And so, if someone is consistently hurting you or consistently damaging your friendship with their bad behavior, positive intent should only take you so far before you reevaluate your participation in that friendship. Assuming positive intent recognizes the dignity of others and that our struggles in this life are real and that when we feel unawesome, we act unawesomely. I truly believe that many tiny fractures in friendship can be cured when both parties are willing to look to the other and assume positive intent. Secret of friendship number nine is the phrase, 
this just isn't for me. And so what do we do when we realize there's a pattern of poor treatment from a friend or gosh, even just come to the realization that things just aren't clicking with a particular friend or even a particular group? Something that comes to mind for me is back in episode 46 when Kelly and I talked about chemistry, attraction, and connection. Kelly and I were talking about realizing that sometimes you just have to admit that even though a person or a group of people looks on paper like you should be the perfect fit, sometimes it just doesn't work. I'm thinking that really the wisdom is knowing when to cut and run Yes, because you're saying this just isn't working and it's not worth me trying to force myself here and when to invest. And that's a hard thing. I certainly, the older I get, the more I am willing to say, it's okay. You know, there will be other people. There will be other relationships. Sometimes it's just okay to say, this just isn't working for me. I say this to myself. Maybe it's just a way to make myself feel better. But I say, they've already got a great chemistry going on. Yes. I feel like I don't want to mess it up for everybody else by kind of trying to force myself and go, I will make this work. Gosh, dang it. You know, grit my teeth and have relationships. (laughs) We are going to be in a relationship. We are. We're We're going to like it. Um, (laughs) Is is it's in some way, you know, obviously because we're acknowledging that there is a group dynamic, there is more than one person involved. There's all these complicated layers of things. When I'm trying to force myself into something like that, and I've come to that point of recognizing it, because I do think that there is an initial period where we all can feel discomfort mm-hmm. in a group and say, oh, no, 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 this doesn't work. And I think even personality types could react differently to that beginning phase of a, of a group. If there isn't that chemistry, do you push through or do you not? So when you get to the point where you're saying, I think I've given this enough t- you know, time and enough tries to say this really just isn't me. It's, the, it's like the group and me. Then what? You know, so saying it's okay. It's okay to, to walk away and try somebody else and I'll let them be what they are in, the, yeah. in their own little, you know, group dynamic cluster there. This just isn't for me is a phrase that offers you the freedom to move your presence elsewhere. Now, of course, it can be painful to separate from a friendship or from a membership in a group you've tried so hard to fit into. But once you've worked through that pain, You've created space for something new to come into your own life, and you have made space for someone else to come along after you and fit perfectly into the space that you left behind. Okay, last one, you guys. Secret of friendship number 10 is the phrase, I can do these things well. Now, if you've listened to Sorta Awesome for any length of time at all, you know that I often reference what Sarah Bessie shared in her appearance on Sorta Awesome back in episode 32. She talked about how life-changing it was for her to realize that she can do two things really well. Not five things or seven things or ten things. Two things really well. For Sarah, those two things are her family and her work. Now, I took that advice to heart because it resonated so strongly with me. I also have just enough energy to do two things really well. And I think that concept can apply to who we are in our friendships too. None of us, not any of us are created to be superhero friends. We cannot do all the friend things well all the time. So figure out what you do well in friendship and then do those things with all of your heart. You may not be the person who remembers to text and check up on how someone is doing out of the blue, but you may be the person who, at the first sign of a tummy bug hitting a family, you're the friend who drops off a grocery bag of Sprite and crackers and soup. 
You may not be the friend who can keep up with reading to be a consistent member of book club, but you can schedule one night a month for a fantastic girls' night out. You may not be the friend who can do a coffee date every Saturday morning, but maybe you are the friend who sends a beautiful handwritten note for birthdays every year. There is so much freedom and so much joy in being more minimalist in friendship. Do not try to do all of the friend things well. And remember that none of your friends are going to do all of the friend things well either. Know what you do well and do it awesomely. Recognize what your friends do well and express gratitude for those things. Remember, the only true secret of friendship is that everyone wants to be seen, heard, and known. And one of the best ways to see and hear and know people is to express your gratitude for the time and energy they take to be part of your life. Awesome! I have been thinking about and working on this episode for you all month. I hope so much that it has been helpful. This will surprise exactly no one, but I am super, super passionate about building healthy friendships and healthy, life-giving communities. As I said at the top of the show, this entire list of 10 phrases are in the show notes for this episode. So it's my hope and my prayer that as you take these forward into life, you'll find you become an awesome model for the power of great communication in the context of friendship, wherever your life may take you. As a reminder, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg, and we're always around on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer, and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer, and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.